This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and today we have the opportunity to talk to Michelle Parker. Welcome to the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Michelle, give us give us the lowdown. Who is Michelle Parker? Where are you from? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent? Well, I, I'm actually from West Virginia. I was born and raised, and um, when I was about... 22, I moved to Georgia, was there for a few years, then I moved to Florida. Um, when I was in Florida, I uh, went back to school. I started a career in healthcare and was very good at my job and ended mm-hmm. up um, being transferred to Pennsylvania, Okay, which is where I reside now. Uh, I moved from Pennsylvania to Chicago for a short period of time, still owned a home in Pennsylvania, and then uh, moved to back to West Virginia to be with my mom because she was not well and, um, took care of her, um, when she was on hospice. And I, I had this thought in my mind that I was going to work for five more years. At that point, my kids were grown, they were out of the house. And I thought I'll work for five more years and get my real estate license. This was always the plan. And, um, when, by the time my mother had passed, I just, I had decided, made the decision that I was not going to go back to healthcare. I was burned mm-hmm. out. I was an executive. I was on an airplane every week. I had 200 sites in 20 states, over 20 states. And um, I thought, you know, it's it's time to do something different. So I got my license and never looked back. Oh, that's great, Michelle. Well, um, you know, of course, I'm sorry for your loss and I'm sorry, uh, that that transition had burned you out, but it sounds like you're doing really good with uh, real estate and loving it so far, or you're not loving it, you're at least killing it. So um, Michelle, tell me how you got introduced to EXP. Was that your first brokerage or uh, what did that transition look like for you? It actually was not my first brokerage. I was with Remax and, um, you know, I have this business background and uh, an EXP agent actually approached me on Facebook and we were talking about lead generation mm-hmm. and he, we, we chatted a few times and then he started talking to me about EXP and I think we got two minutes into the conversation and I went, I love the model. I don't really need, you don't need to pitch me. Let me do my own research. And I made the decision to move to EXP. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, you don't need to pitch me. She says, I'll you look into it. Me. So you didn't see that it was a pyramid scheme and a cult, Michelle? No, you know, I, I, I think that when people say that it's because they feel threatened because there's not a yeah. brokerage out there that is not about recruiting. Mm-hmm. And for me, it really wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't what sold me on EXP. What sold me was the opportunity to earn your cap back and to literally operate 
with as a hundred percent or a hundred and one or a hundred and two percent brokerage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year I operated for nothing, zero. Yeah, I made money. That's so. Awesome. Yeah. So I, that was, that was what interested me about EXP. It wasn't so much the recruiting and there's a misnomer out there that all EXP agents do is recruit. And that's not true. Only about 12% Mm -hmm. of EXP agents recruit. The other 88% are producers. Right. And it's, and I mean, the cool thing is about, about recruiting is, um, you know, that's, that offers an additional line of income. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I think EXP technically has four with, with building a team, recruiting, not recruiting, sorry, agent attraction. So uh, rev share, um, then the commissions, of course, and then the stock options. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of all those cool things that EXP has to offer, as well as, you know, online training and online world, uh, the, the collaboration that it has to offer. What is your favorite part about EXP? Why do you, why do you stay here, Michelle? It's a very energetic culture and it's a very inclusive culture. And I thrive in in environments like that. When you have when you are attached to a local brokerage, while they might be a part of a larger national or international franchise, you're still really only getting exposure to a regional think tank, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But because of our virtual world, because of how we are how we are our infrastructure is set up, uh, we really do have access to people. Um, from all over the country, internationally, we get to learn from the best of the best of the best. There's a reason that top producers from every brokerage are coming to EXP. That's right. Um, and I, you know, when I joined EXP in the two years that that I have been with EXP, we we had 25,000 agents when I started, mm-hmm. when I joined EXP, and at my two year mark, we had over 83,000. Something, some, we must be doing something right. Absolutely. Yeah, that success leaves clues. And um, Michelle, before we dive into all things icon and your production, let's talk about you. You know, how do you draw the line between work and play in an industry that can swallow you whole? How do you balance family and friends and um, staying charged and ready to take on clients? It's, it's a tough balance. So what what does yours look like? It is a tough balance. And I think this past year really was a testament to my ability to set boundaries because within the span of a year, all of, all of these wonderful things happened. Um, all of our kids graduated, like the last of our kids graduated from college. We took them all to Hawaii. We had two grandchildren and my production hit the highest, um, that it ever had. I broke another personal record and became an icon. Um, but I think that, I think that my, ability to set boundaries comes from my my past my career um and anticipating people's needs and just talking with them right up front in the interview or intake process about how i work and what my expectations are and you know when i'm done for the evening i put my phone on do not disturb and um, that doesn't mean that you can't text me i put it on do not disturb because i want you to text me And I will get back to you as soon as, you know, my day starts the next day. Um, And I also have a great team of business partners and we, we help each other. We cover for each other. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome, Michelle. And there's, there's no such thing as in a, well, I guess there is, but in real estate, there's no emergency that can't be solved. You know, the next day, it doesn't need, you know, if, if it's with the, um, 
the mortgage company, right? You can't even call them till 8 a.m. the next day anyway. And they're very uh, keen on those hours. So there's no use in even trying. So um, all fires that need to be put out when it comes to real estate typically can be handled the next day. So do not disturb is uh, a great, a great asset to us realtors. Um, so Michelle, my next question is, is like, do you have any office managers, virtual assistants, um, anybody that you've used to leverage tasks out to be able to scale up your business? Um, I have a transaction coordinator and mm -hmm. she manages my contract to close, which frees me up to be able to spend more time with clients. Um, one of the things that I really missed as an executive in healthcare was being with the patient or being mm -hmm. with the patient's families. I really missed that, um, you know, that personal touch and that interaction and that relationship building. So I, I was able to really identify very quickly, this is something that I need to implement in my business if I'm going to be able to remain in touch with my clients and do the thing that I love that also generates the money. Yeah, absolutely. And Michelle, for those listening right now, you know, what are some of the first things they should be uh, leveraging up when they're looking to, you know, shift their focus to the money producing things? And, you know, what is okay for them to relinquish control of or make hires of to, you know, slowly help them get there to that production level? You know, I really think it's all about, I do think it's just about the transaction management and some of the mm -hmm. admin duties. I would, I would never give up my 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 one-on-one -on -one with the client or my relationship building with the client or even lead calling because that's where your relationship starts mm -hmm. um and i know a lot of people do intake specialists or um they you know i mean there's there's a machine behind the machine so to speak um but that's that's not how i did it uh, i mm -hmm. am 100 percent on board with outsourcing social media management and um, admin and mailing mailings and you know those types of things that are not personal touches, uh, but the personal touches are, are are mine. Absolutely, I love that. That's great. Uh, you know, there's there's things that you've leveraged off, but as far as that relationship and um, you know, it's a, it's a big and personal and intimate process for people to be selling and buying homes. So um, I like that you keep your hand and your heart in that at the same time, Michelle. And so let's talk production now, right? So um, in your market, what does that average housing price look like and how many homes do you have to sell to be able to cap? So we, our average home sale price is around 225,000. Now I'm duly licensed. So I sell in Florida and Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. um, the average home sale price in Pennsylvania or in Florida is much higher than Pennsylvania. Um, and last year I did a lot of referral business. I also sold a few homes in Florida. Um, I think that it's it's hard for me to quantify that simply because every single year my average my personal average home sale price has gone up. So with experience with transactions and with experience with the process, you get better and better and better. And um, the amount of transactions you need to cap decreases with the average home sale price increasing. Absolutely. So okay. so last year. I sold with referral business 12 million. Wow. That's, that's great, Michelle. And, um, you know, that referral business is so important. It's something that, um, 
you know, it's like the best compliment, right? That's what every every realtor I see has as their uh, signature, but it's true. The best compliment you can get is referral business, builds up that pipeline. And, uh, you know, when you're just working and your nose is to the grindstone, selling homes, all of a sudden you're, you're capped and you're like, oh, well, like, there you go, iconing. Then 20 transactions later, um, you're all in. So that's awesome. And Michelle, um, you know, beyond production, you also have a cultural commitment. So you're either a teacher, mentor, uh, coach, vetting other icons. So which of those do you choose and, and why? I'm a mentor. I'm a certified mentor. And I chose that because that is what I have done my whole life, my whole career. Um, I'm a business development specialist. I'm a, I'm a market expert. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, as a corporate VP of business development, I had my own staff. I had regionals and I had VPs that I worked with directly. And my job was to help them be successful. And in order for me to help them be successful, we did a lot of mentoring and a lot of coaching and a lot of training. And so that's just something that comes naturally to me. So that's why I decided to do or fulfill my cultural commitment with um, becoming a certified mentor. That's awesome. I love that. And, um, you know, being, being a mentor is you learn a lot from them as well. It's it's oh, a yeah. mutually beneficial relationship. You know, you're not tasked with uh, babysitting really when when these kids or rookies want to come in and they want to learn and um, they they're picking your brain and then they're coming to you with problems that maybe you haven't faced before. And so together you have to work uh, to problem solve. And you know, when that pops up for you in the future, you're like easy, you know? Um, so I think that's, I think that the mentoring is an awesome opportunity for, um, rookies and new agents to EXP and mentors alike. And Michelle, the icon award comes with so many benefits. I think I like to look at people's backgrounds. I don't think I see it in yours, but the trophy, you get the trophy, you get your cat back in stock, you get, um, the opportunity to go to EXPCon and shareholders and um, of course an awesome reputation and title and status as an icon agent. So what's your favorite part about me being an icon and why do you consider, like, why do you keep that on your list of standards for yourself every year? It opens up doors to be in the room with people who are producing even more than I am, people that I can learn from. Um, it's it, it's a gateway, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And that's exciting to be in a room with people who know more than I do. You know, I don't want to be in a room where where I, I'm the smartest person in the room. I want to be in a room where I'm not the smartest person in the room and I'm just soaking up everything that I can. Um, and just having an opportunity to be a sponge around people who have been in the business longer than I have, who've done more than I have, who know more than I know, and are willing to share their experiences. Absolutely. And Michelle, you know, that being said, I love that, that the Icon Award, um, it's just, it's so beneficial. It's something that the, the brokers out there don't offer to their uh, real estate agents. It seems like it's a brokerage for the agents, which is really unique. And, you know, what better way to practice employee retention than to give them a piece of the pie when it comes to stock and, um, you know, opportunities and networking and encouraging us to share secrets, secrets within this community rather than, um, 
you know, consider it like somebody's trying to take our lunch. So, uh, Michelle, my next question is going to be for somebody that's new to EXP or maybe they're a rookie and EXP is their first brokerage. What does iconing in their first year look like for them? Is that possible? Is, um, you know, what are some mistakes to avoid or some daily goals to set out to be able to potentially hit such a, such a big goal? Well, anything is possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that to icon in your first year, you have to really, you have to be committed to the hustle and the grind. Um, and it's really, it's a numbers game. You know, when you're, when you're learning and you don't have any experience, uh, it's about how many people can you talk to? How many people can you serve? And how do you leverage that for more, one more, two more, um, and I think that when you become committed to serving, it just, you kind of lose sight of the numbers and it, mm -hmm. and it becomes something that you just are very passionate about and it's, it's second nature. So yeah, I think it's definitely possible. My first year I missed icon by one transaction. Michelle, that pains me. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, yeah. Gosh, that's, that's, that's and I bet you won't do that again. <laughs> you will um, miss it by by just a hair again that that's a bummer Michelle but I'm sure uh, the next year you were like you know what 20 transactions no I'm getting 25 after I cap mm -hmm. okay just mm -hmm. to make sure um well Michelle that sucks but um you know those are mistakes to learn from of course yeah. <laughs> and uh still can't I can't get over that anyway um how that how that must have felt for you but that's okay we've we've gotten better since then and we're still iconing so not all is lost and michelle um my next question for you you know we went over it just a smidge earlier um about how people are skeptical of exp so were you ever skeptical of it when maybe it was first introduced to you or you first heard rumors about it in the industry i there was no hesitation mm -hmm. and so for like somebody that's watching right now right and they hear um, you know, their broker's probably like, oh, God, you don't want to go to EXP, right? Um, all these horrible things about EXP. And um, obviously, because your your money in their pocket, they don't want you to leave. Hello. So for somebody watching, they see the greener grass, but they're nervous to make the move. They're nervous to break up with their broker. They're nervous and they're waiting for the other shoe to drop when it comes to EXP. Uh, what would you have to say to them to, to encourage them to make that make that jump? I didn't hesitate because I always knew that it wasn't the brokerage that made me successful. Yeah. So the real question is, where do you go to get the biggest piece of the pie? Because you work hard and you deserve to keep your money. And I worked for 20 plus years in corporate America. And I, I decided, I made a decision that if the opportunity ever presented itself, I was going to stop making other people wealthy and start mm. working for myself. And EXP afforded me the ability to do that. It's my vehicle. It's not personal. And I think that what happens when people, agents start thinking about taking care of themselves, there's a little bit of emotional guilt. Um, mm. There's some emotional blackmail. There's some, you know, how could you, I've done this for you. I've done that for you, but you're not, but you're not paying my bills. And this isn't, this isn't family. Mm -hmm. This is a business. And I'm in the business of selling real estate. Yes. But I'm also in the business of making money for myself. Of course. To survive. So, 
Yeah. So it was never it was never a question of whether or not I thought EXP was, you know, the big bad corporate bully in in the schoolyard of uh, brokerages. It was it was about the fact that it was a brokerage for the agent. I'm writing that down. Um, absolutely, Michelle. I think I think that's um, important. You know, it's an it's an it's a brokerage built by agents for agents. And there's a reason that, um, you know, it is the way that it is. And it's it's attracting so many people. I think we're quickly approaching 84,000 if we haven't hit that number already, um, which is incredible. And it's not really a matter of if you come over to EXP, it's when at this point. Oh, they're all coming. And I think that, you know, the earlier you get you get in, the better, obviously, because, you know, your your career has a lifespan. You want your lifespan to be in the most profitable space for as long as possible. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I go back to if you are if your goal is to be successful. Then why would you stay with a brokerage that that doesn't serve you? Why would you make someone else rich? Because the old traditional brokerages are built for the brokers, not the agent. Right, right, absolutely. And um, Michelle, I think you've made some really strong points um, in this last couple of questions of the Icon podcast today. Um, are you going to be at EXPCon? I am. You better come see me. I'll send out oh, I will. of where I'm at, but because uh, I'll be at the Sphere Rocket booth because that's who sponsors okay. this podcast. So I would love to see you and snag a selfie with you and um, kind of catch up on what's all changed since August to October. But um, Michelle, is there anything that you'd like to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up? I think, I mean, I, I, don't, I think I've said what I, 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 I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I stand by it. I stand by I it. I did not stutter. That's awesome, Michelle. I, I really enjoyed this episode with you. You've made some really strong and excellent points today. If you guys have any questions about EXP, reach out to Michelle. You know, she did her research before coming over here. You have every right to do your research before coming over here. It's your career. It's your lifespan. It's, um, you know, what pays your bills and what, what gets you out of bed every morning. So definitely we want you to be um, making the right choice and feel like you, you belong at EXP. So the best place to get some information and resources from is going to be the top 2% of agents in this company. Uh, so Michelle Parker is one of those. Of course, check out other episodes if you want to see some um, different stories and different points of view when it comes to making that switch to EXP. But Michelle, I've really enjoyed our episode. Thank you so much for your time. And I will see you in Vegas. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to it. Sounds good, Michelle. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You as well. Bye-bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.